0: Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. This week, we have Rosie Millen, aka Miss Nutritionist, as you will probably know her on Instagram. And any of you that have listened to the podcast for the last three years may well remember when Rosie came on on episode 11, so back in 2020, and she talked a lot about burnout. And this week, we do talk about burnout. We talk a little bit more about overwhelm and we delve into many aspects of how we can look after ourselves from the inside out. Rosie and I share very similar stories um, of burnout and of getting to our lowest low, and very similar stories about how we then recovered and how we live our lifestyle now. So I know you're going to find it a really informative episode. And if you enjoyed the episode, please do rate and review the podcast. It means so much. screenshot it if you're listening to it, send it to me, send it to Rosie, Miss Nutritionist on Instagram, as we would love to hear from you because I can always see from the stats that lots of you guys listen to the podcast, but it's really nice to actually hear from you personally. So please do let me know how you get on with the podcast, where you listen to it, how you listen to it. I would love to know. Now, before we get into this week's episode, I want to tell you about a product i love now this is not a sponsored ad but it's definitely something which i was gifted many years ago and I have an affiliate code for as well and it is the sleep and glow pillow now i always talk about the importance of getting good night's sleep but also i think it's important to highlight how we get sleep wrinkles so if we're lying on a regular pillow night after night we might notice when we wake up in the morning some lines on our our face. Now, if this is happening particularly in our teens or our early 20s, we often have enough collagen and elastin production in our skin to actually replump the skin. So you're not going to see those lines and wrinkles etch into the skin. But over years and years and decades and decades of lying in the same position and screwing up our face on the pillow, what can then happen is those lines are etched into the skin and they become long-term lines. However, if we use something like the Sleep and Glow pillow, which has got these amazing little sort of like dips or cutouts each side. So if you're a side sleeper like me, it just cradles your face, which is amazing. So it means you will wake up with no lines and wrinkles created from sleep. It's also got a silk pillowcase, which means that it doesn't pull your skin or your hair, so you wake up with much smoother hair as well. Now I have a discount code for you. Um, Usually gives you $10 off, but there's actually a special offer at the moment for 13% off. So the code is faceyoga10. Go to the Sleep and Glow website and you can put that in at checkout to get your discount. I'll also put that in the show notes for you as well. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode with the lovely Rosie. Rosie, a warm welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you today? Thank
1: you so much. I'm really well. Extremely happy that the sun is shining.
0: I know. (laughs) Exactly. Spring is coming, which is amazing. And it's exciting to have you back on the show because I was looking at last time you came on and I believe it was September 2020, and I think that was episode 11 of the Fascio Great wow. podcast. And now we're like, goodness knows, two hundred ten thousand, and Something yeah.
1: Like I, mean, it, I mean, it feels like ten thousand years ago,
0: but wow, gosh, literally. Yeah. Where's that no. time
1: gone? What 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 have we
0: been doing? <laughs> I know. Well, we've been through a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah. we've been doing. And I know, I mean, jokes aside, I know you've been doing a lot. I mean, one of the most exciting things you've been doing over the last few years is you have written a book.
1: I have written my book, Burnout's a Bitch. I think I've got a copy here somewhere. Yes, sure.
0: Amazing. So
1: yeah, I mean, it's just, it's honestly been a bit of a whirlwind since we last spoke. Um, yeah, I launched the book, Burnout's a Bitch, which has done really, really well. I think the title is the thing that's kind of grabbed everybody's attention. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, it, it did really well. And I've had such great, um, you know, reviews and feedback from it. Um, and since then, I've been doing loads and loads of sort of how to not burn out talks and lots of mental well-being workshops. And I'm launching something really exciting uh, in August. Um, sorry, in October this year. I don't think, I don't think, you know, do you know about it? The um, No. Yeah. So maybe I'll share that with you now. I've been working yes. super hard. Um, I'm basically launching the UK's first mental well-being festival
0: wow uh, yeah
1: it's called Go Mental and it's three days before World Mental Health Day on October the 7th so it takes place in central London and it's kind of like a sort of it's not a full day it's just a half day of you know wherever you are in your mental well-being journey we've got you covered it's everything from keynote speakers Q&A panelists inspirational talks food and mood demos yoga so the whole point is to basically make everybody's mental wellbeing journey easier and to reduce suicide rates so i have to let you guys all know where that is and the tickets and it's not ready yet so but we're going to be launching the website in about 2 weeks time so yeah
0: congratulations Rosie I mean yes that is a lot but the people that you'll be helping whilst you do that is amazing and the awareness that you'll be raising which I know is is really your passion and anyone that doesn't know your story or didn't listen all those years ago (laughs) to our first episode (laughs) maybe you could just give a a very brief synopsis about your journey that horrendous day in the park that yeah. really was life-changing for you yeah. um in both a positive and a negative way I guess maybe if you could just share that absolutely briefly.
1: gosh it was such a long time ago now so um god nearly nine years ago now my love um on March the sixth, two 2014 I was basically just walking in the park felt really dizzy and collapsed to the ground uh I freaked out because nothing like that had ever happened to me before so I just went home I climbed into bed and I stayed there for three years straight um, and I was completely paralyzed with exhaustion. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't work, and exercise. I was so exhausted. And, uh, you know, at my worst, I couldn't even lift my head off the pillow. So I went to the doctors and asked them to run some bloods on me just to find out what was going on. And they were just like, there's nothing wrong. You're just depressed. Here's some antidepressants. So I went home climbed and just climbed back into bed and burst into tears. And, you know, and I slept and I slept and I slept. And no amount of sleep was making me feel better. And I, I knew it wasn't depression. Uh, it was just that level of exhaustion I'd never, ever experienced before. So I just did a ton of reading, loads of research, went to see loads of other health practitioners. And eventually, you know, after about a year, I got diagnosed with severe burnout. And uh, you get burnout when your plate is already full, but you keep on adding to it. And um, I missed all the warning signs. You know, I was, I thought I was superwoman. I was working at the speed of light, said yes to everything. You know, I'm, I'm very much that perfectionist overachiever A type personality, which is that you know what burnout tends to sort of go for um but yeah I it was honestly the hardest thing I've ever had to do is 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 go through burnout and those three years in my bed all alone was very very difficult It, it got very dark it was uh I had some very dark moments and I just I didn't want to be alive anymore and uh my twin sister basically flew back from Hong Kong she was living there at the time and she moved in with me and was my lifeline and basically saved me. <laughs> so um, it took me about four years to get back on my feet. I had to change everything. I changed my diet, my mindset, and my lifestyle. Um, and I'm 100% recovered today. And I'm so grateful because, you know, when I when I talk to people about, about on reflection, I just can't believe how sick I was. Mm. You know, I, I remember I was so exhausted. I had to crawl to the bathroom on my knees, on my arms, on my knees, on my legs, Uh, just to it was just you know if I made it out of bed to the sofa that was a success I was absolutely debilitated and that's what stress can do that's what too much stress does to the body head to toe and you know physically it got me mentally it got me and and that's what happens when we experience too much stress and we don't look after ourselves so yeah be careful everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely and you know well, I've heard your story many times but it still gives me sort of goosebumps when I listen to it particularly the part about your twin sister coming over I yeah. just think there's something so wonderful about that and how she was such a sort of a pivot point. Too. She really was. You changing and and, and making a difference. And also, as you well know, you know, I've got a a similar story. Um, Mine was sort of 20 years ago now. I had had ME for about 18 months and same thing, you know, very much bedridden and, you know, talking about sort of crawling to the bathroom. Just thinking, how am I going to go for a wee today? Because I can't lift my head (laughs) off the pillow. I mean, literally. So
1: glamorous.
0: (laughs) I know, exactly. And, you know, I think when you get to that lowest low, the only way is up. And you have to reassess everything. And I know that that's what you did. That's definitely what I did as well. And I mean, I think what's important to firstly talk about is just, and I know we talked about this in the last episode, but I think it's important just to talk about it a little bit, is the key ways that you did make those lifestyle changes and how you did do that. And then we'll go back to actually looking at, How we can prevent this. Um, I know last time we talked a lot about burnout, but perhaps we'll we'll lean more towards overwhelm today. I think that that might be a a nice sort of distinction to make. So let us know a little bit about sort of how you did overcome such a a chronic illness.
1: So I think the first thing I did, I I changed my diet, believe it or not, even as a nutritionist at the time. My diet was shocking. I was I was running on empty. To be honest with you, I was living on chicken and green tea and was over exercising. That was unintentional. I thought I was being healthy, but I really had to rehaul my diet, overhaul my diet. So, I had to consume more calories. I had to um, make sure I was eating protein at every minute snack to balance my blood sugar levels so that I wasn't dipping. Caffeine was a killer. So I was drinking copious amounts of green tea, ten cups a day. Wow. So I, I got rid of that. And I I promise you, as soon as I cut the caffeine out, my energy went from there to there. It was significantly different. And to be honest, whenever I put a, a client on a caffeine-free diet, yeah, they go through an initial die-off sort of phase for five days and they feel a bit rubbish, but they feel so much more energized afterwards. Um, and I was taking a lot of supplements. I mean, I did. I ran a lot of tests on myself and I was very deficient in a lot of nutrients, particularly magnesium, sodium, potassium. So I did a lot of adrenal support. I was taking forty supplements a day wow. at one point, but mm-hmm. I had to because, like you say, you're so depleted, and you just get to a point where you will do anything because your pain point is so high. You're just like, "Let me at it. I'll do whatever I can." Because energy is everything. When you don't have your energy, you don't you don't really have a life. So, um, so I changed my diet. Um, I really had to remove my stresses. So eliminate them. Uh, identify what they were at the first place. Get clear on what it was that was zapping my energy, who was zapping my energy. And uh, in all honesty, as soon as I got rid of the toxic relationship that I was in, I flourished. And well, I I, I noticed I flourished more and my energy significantly improved. So that's really key. And I always say that, you know, your life will always be 100 miles per hour if you don't slow down. And if you're adding fuel to the fire and your stressors are on top of you all the time, it's like you're just adding the the flames are just going to get bigger and bigger. So you've got to sort of uh, swoop in and think, look inwardly and think who and what is zapping your energy. So that was really a big step for me. Uh, and in my mindset, I had to I had to stop playing the victim mentality. You know, why me? Why is this happening? It's not fair. Everybody else is doing well and smashing it. And I I had really uh, a lot of the time I would compare myself to everybody, which was so detrimental, and my negative thoughts were very damaging to my recovery. So I had to do a lot of meditation, take myself away from the environment that I got sick and, uh, you know, to make all those changes. So it was really diet, uh, a whistle-stop tour of my recovery is I changed my diet, my mindset and my lifestyle. And that's really what the book is, is all about is, is covering those three holistic points. So that's it in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, I know, and you make it sound so easy there, but actually, it's such a journey. And I think you know, I did exactly the same thing to to overcome my ME and you know, completely one hundred percent recover from it. However, what I do now, still twenty years on, is I still daily do so many of those things that i use to recover because i think the important message is you know when you get to that that lowest low you can get yourself out of it but it's then how you maintain it how you carry on over the next few years the next few decades so i know i couldn't drink five cups of coffee a day i know i couldn't Probably even be employed by somebody else where I had to work on. It. Yeah. I always say I get sacked from a regular job because actually <laughs> I like to have time. It doesn't mean yeah. I don't work hard because I absolutely do. You know, I'm busy, I've got two kids as well, but I like to work my own hours. And if I know yeah. that I'm particularly tired one day or my body's giving me little yeah. warning signs, I can pull back a little bit. And I know that's not possible for everyone, but you know, that's just an example for me. Yeah. But you know, I. I just two examples that a caffeine yeah. but yeah. there's a hundred examples I yeah. can give and are you the same you know daily oh yeah. absolutely, daily absolutely.
1: You're, you're 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 absolutely right and I call it like a new baseline where, mm-hmm. right so I, I used to be really sick but then now I'm at a new baseline where there's all those points that I change and they're always sort of on the undercurrent so my sleep hygiene is pretty strong now I'm, I'm quite I'm very regular with my sleep wake cycle. Um, I'm taking supplements, you know, not 40 a day, but I still take the ones that I need every day, every morning. Um, And yeah, and it's about managing the expectations. And I'm like you, if I start to feel like I'm a bit sort of dizzy or like a little bit, you know, overwhelmed, I'll get out of London. And I'm like, right, I need to go away and recharge. Um, And I'm very good at saying no now. I'm, I'm very good at like kind of being like arm's length, setting boundaries, saying no. I used to be very I wasn't very operational in that, but that, that was a learned behavior. I had to learn that. Um, so yeah, 100% doing all of these things just like you.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting that because as I listen to you talk about that, I realize how grateful I am to be able to live this lifestyle and how much I actually enjoy living this healthy, balanced lifestyle. But I think there's probably about 5% of the time where I still have a level of frustration mm. where I think, Almost that attitude, like we talked, like, like you mentioned about the victim mindset, where you look at somebody else and say well, how come they can drink four glasses yeah. of wine and I? Or how come they can work 80 hour weeks? But that is literally 5% of the time. The other mm. 95% of the time, I know it's my sole purpose to live like this. I know <laughs> yeah. that what makes me happy is what makes me healthy. And it's also what allows me to help other people. You know, I'm leading yeah, by example. And I'm definitely. living this every day to, in order to share this with other people. But I sometimes do get that little bit of frustration. Do you ever get that?
1: I do. And it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about you know how everybody thinks that there's this perfect work-life balance that's so achievable and that one day they'll get their work all perfect and their home life all perfect but it's not about striving for perfection it's about striving for balance And I just thought that was really profound. And it's like with the diet, you know, I always say to my clients, follow the 80-20 rule, which is 80% of the time, you know, you feed your body, you give it what it needs. And then 20%, yeah, you have the glass of wine, you have the piece of chocolate cake. So it is about, yeah, it's it's about not fighting against yourself. Um, Obviously, uh, living a life that's in your core values so that uh, you know, you're not feeling miserable and you're and you're sort of playing into the right values at that time in, in your life. But it's also about not being perfect and, and uh, you know, finding that balance, which is sort of so overused, but it's, it's so it's so profound.
0: It's so true. And I think sometimes those, those simple bits of advice are the most effective and the most powerful. Absolutely. And let's go back to talking a little bit about overwhelm, because burnout is often the stage where it's almost those alarm bells ringing. And of course, it's incredibly important to listen to those alarm bells. Yeah, often the earlier stages of that is that feeling of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could talk a little bit about some of those signs of overwhelm.
1: I think that feeling frazzled is one of them, <laughs> where you and not not having the emotional bandwidth to be able to deal with anything. Fatigue is one, so mental fatigue, brain fog, no brain energy. You know, uh, difficulty sleeping. These are the sort of classic signs and symptoms. But I think that some of the best ways to to deal with overwhelm is to take regular breaks. You know, they their studies suggest that if you take regular breaks throughout the day. Your memory is better. Your cognitive function is is sharper. Focus is much better. So, I always advocate when I'm doing you know public speaking or one to one clients is the importance of taking regular breaks because I see so many people that just go 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 and they think that you know being busy is is a badge of honor, but busyness is just a consequence of your choices. And so the alternative is just a go 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 no breaks. You come home. You go to the to the gym. You haven't eaten much and then, you know, you're just going to feel burnt out and exhausted. So I'm talking about regular breaks throughout the day. And there's there's a great personal development coach called Brendan Burchard. And he talks about how you should set an alarm on your phone every 50 minutes or every 60 minutes, every hour. And it's literally just a sort of 60 second step up, get outside the room, have grab a cup of tea, reset the intention and go back in. And when I do that, I find that my energy and, and again, everybody else that I, I, t- I teach this to. Their energy is so much better. They've still got like a wag in their tail, they've got a spring in their step at the end of the day, just because they've been aware of taking those, those regular breaks, uh at intervals of the day. So that that's probably one of the first tips. And I would say that taking time out is really key to preventing burnout and, and dealing with overwhelm. Um, you know, there's this really famous saying you can't recover in the same place that you got sick. Mm-hmm. So, you know, changing your environment is absolutely key. And like, uh, like for example, last week I had a very difficult week. It was very challenging emotionally, and I was just like, I need to get out of London. London is sort of you have a love hate relationship with it, don't you? Sometimes, mm-hmm. and so I uh, I'm very aware and being tuned into when I need to take time out. I call it green time, where mm-hmm. you're literally giving the adrenal glands that time to reset, recharge, recalibrate. Um, and in my book, I, I talk about the traffic light system where you know you've got the red activities that are like go go go. You know, all day work. Uh, full day of events with no breaks, going to do like two workouts in the day, that kind of thing. Uh, and then you've got the amber activities, which are much, a little bit calmer. So that's like running errands, seeing friends for lunch, doing the dishes. And then you've got the green time, like walk walking in, 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 the, in the park in nature, uh, having a hot bath, doing yoga, doing meditation. And I think that, you know, allowing yourself and giving yourself permission uh, to do a bit of green time when you can, uh, if you can, like... 30 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, just anything to, uh, you know, prioritize you and and give yourself that self-care because uh, that's one of the most effective ways to uh, deal with overwhelm because we're going to get stressed. We're going to leave the house. We're going to be bombarded. Uh, It's going to be stressful. But if we don't mitigate those responses by healing our bodies, feeding us with the right foods, you know, taking time out, resting, having mini breaks, uh, green time, all these things... Then, then we're gonna it's gonna we're gonna feel too overwhelmed um, and not be able to cope. So getting the diet right is obviously key as well. there's there's sensible tips like making sure that you're eating around the clock that you're uh, eating adequate calories, that you're not overdoing it with the sugar um, uh, that you are uh, you know using caffeine but wisely you know when you drink too much caffeine you get the sh- that jittery feeling the shaky feeling. So it's about you know making sure you're not having too much caffeine in, in the afternoon um and and supporting the body with supplements as well you know i i run a lot of tests on my clients and there's so many deficiencies right now they're rife you know magnesium deficiency vitamin d deficiency iron deficiency so just making sure you're eating the right diet that's wholesome packed with nutrients and, uh, and nourishing so i would say those are my tips on how to deal with the overwhelm instantly Yes,
0: I yeah. love those tips. And so the traffic light system is wonderful mm. as well. And ideally, what would you say, sort of, the percentage of sort of red, orange, and green time, mm-hmm. you know, during a week for sort of optimum health? What would you recommend? That's a really good question. Uh, 100% green time. <laughs> 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 I agree. I, mean,
1: I would probably say a little bit like, the, I guess, sort of 40, 40. No, that's not. I, I would say 30% red, mm-hmm. 30% yellow, and 40% green. Does that add yeah. up? Yeah.
0: yeah. Does that add up? I'm not very Major. good at <laughs> Yeah, it does. Yeah.
1: But that's a great question, but yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's, that's a And I think really when it comes to that, it's really looking at, I guess, your lifestyle and going into your intuition a little bit, because there'll be some people who, you know, actually maybe they're at the point where they do, I mean, we're joking about it, but a hundred percent green time is what they need. Perhaps they are, you know, at that alarm um, point yeah. that emergency point where yeah. actually you know they are a complete burnout yeah. whereas yeah. other people perhaps they've got the capacity to go red or orange maybe for a few weeks or a few months maybe there's a big project they know they've got the resilience they've been looking after themselves in the lead up to that and they can actually just blast it out for a little bit but they need to actually maybe schedule that green time in yeah. For a bit afterwards so I guess it's really so individual I know it was a tricky, <laughs> a yeah, tricky a question one. to ask you but it's um yeah. it's a really interesting one and I'd yeah. love to know a little bit about your routine particularly your morning routine I know you're really keen on sort of setting your day up in a good way oh big time I I, I wake up I've been waking up extremely early recently
1: which I love like six o'clock in the morning six thirty and I, I have to do first tea Mm-hmm. tea first and then things so I'll literally <laughs> go make a big cup of green tea I'm, I love it I only have about one to two a day but I'll have my tea and uh, I will get my journal I've got like this prompting journal which is it's like a sort of uh high performing uh, journal where it prompts you with every like questions like how do you want to feel today who needs on your game how do you want to show up Like at the end of the day, how do you want to feel? Or how how will you know if the day's been successful if you feel like whatever, which emotion? So I write in that. And that just really sort of gets me ready mentally and physically. And sort of uh, my brain is charged. It sets the framework up for for a decent work day. Um, And then I will um, either, you know, crack on with all of those things and kind of do a good two, three hours without any distractions. Uh, And then I'll I'll get a bit itchy and want to probably go outside or go to the gym. So I'll do a quick workout. Uh, And then in the afternoons, that's when I really do the sort of meetings and I'll be sort of outbound and out the house or filming or creating content or doing my talks. Uh, It's it's usually my talks are over lunchtime with Mm -hmm. all the corporates I do. And then in the evenings, you know, I'll make dinner. And it's very much self-care. There's a lot of self-care in the evenings, you know, coming home, sort of making a healthy meal. Reading my books. Um, what else do I do? Light a candle. I do a lot of sort of mini spa facials because I'm old now. <laughs> You're not old at all. <laughs> um, God. Uh, so yeah, that's that's just tip- a typical day. And then at the weekends, I'm quite strict. I'm I'm quite good at, I, like when I burnt, burnt out, I had to set new boundaries and I was like, I'm never going to work weekends again. So I'm very strict about not working Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, and I'll typically get out of London. So I try to, sort of plan an adventure day on sunday and i'll just jump in my car and get out and get into nature i think i think that i I was talking to my therapist the other day and one thing that your your listeners might find interesting is about your core values Mm -hmm. and what they really are because you can have the perfect diet you can sleep really well exercise loads love your you know family have great support network but if you're if you're you know still coming home and just Something isn't right, and you're just a little bit miserable or a little bit down, or it's your alignment. So it's all about thinking about where are you at in your life and are, are you playing into your core values today? So, you know, my and they always change, they shift. And I don't think people realize that your core values shift over time. Uh, so, my old core values, for example, were, you know, they used to be sort of financial security, uh, inspiration, making an impact, uh, success, reputation. But now they are so different. It's about, kindness generosity nature healing and I'm just like wow and I realized that my life in London sort of mimics the old core values and not the new ones so it's all about what are your core values and are you living in alignment with them so that's that's something else that I because I see a lot of people who have burnt out they're overwhelmed because they've sort of gone down a path that was right at the time but they've been on it for too long and it's not right anymore And because their core values have shifted. So it it is about doing the inner work and, you know, thinking about what is it that you truly want and are you, yeah, are you in alignment with your core values today?
0: Absolutely. I think that's so important because we're always looking towards the future. Mm -hmm. I have this conversation with my husband probably every other day. He runs the business with me. And if he's ever doing too much or getting stressed, I always say, why are we doing this? You're Mm. doing this for your future of having freedom, wellness, abundance. Well, how about we make sure, and we do most days, but sometimes you can lose sight of this. How about we make sure that we're living with freedom and wellness and abundance now, Because actually, you know, if you're working for 10 years time or 20 years time or 30 years time, when you can have the freedom to go out for a walk when you want, Mm. when you can have, you know, the time and money to enable you Mm. to go and have a spa afternoon Mm -hmm. or to spend more time with your family. Well, actually, most of those things can be done now in this moment. And that's not about not working and not looking to the future. It is just about how can we live in alignment exactly what you yeah. say in yeah. alignment with those yeah. values today and i think we often lose sight of 100%. why we're going at 100 miles an hour like what is it we're trying yeah. to achieve and i would yeah. say nine times out of ten yeah. we can achieve that exact yeah. thing yeah. at the moment and usually we just want peace we just want happiness we just want health and that's what we're burning yeah. ourselves out to really. achieve. So actually, stop burning ourselves out to achieve yeah. that. Start doing that now. And yes, you know, it's wonderful to have goals. It's wonderful to have a purpose. And it's really important to have a future that we're excited about and looking forward to. Yeah, but it is like ba- it's going back to balance again, isn't it? It is you not know, it That's what it, it is. really is.
1: And I think that a lot of people feel overwhelmed because they're chasing their tail and they're in this rat race. And I, I, think, I think the missing link quite often is they've not stopped to think inwardly about, you know, what, what their core values are. and. One of my favorite questions that one of my coaches asked me uh, ages ago was, what's the one thing that gets you out of bed in the morning?
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, wow. And if you can just anchor that, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, whether it's purpose, family, creativity. Mine is very much creativity. If I'm not creative every day, like I die inside, I get out of bed to inspire and to create. And if you just drop it to two words or one word, it it, will just sort of align you and stop that whole circulating like whirlwind of your life and just uh sort of set you up for you know in a sort of like a, in a bullet point kind of way
0: absolutely and it also allows you to prioritize what you want to be doing throughout your day and you know you talked about when you were recovering from your burnout how you started to understand which people in your life were toxic and who you had to say no to and that's so important because I think many of us particularly if we are empaths if we're highly sensitive people if we want to help other people what we tend to do is lean much more towards saying yes 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 because we want to help everybody we want to make a difference to everybody we want to be there (laughs) for everybody but actually what I have noticed and I don't know about you but I've noticed over the years when I've actually said quite a firm but fair no to people that's actually helped and inspired those people more than I thought I thought it would hurt them frustrate them irritate them but most of the time I have found that they've respected that decision either they've not thought much about it or they've gone Wow, okay. So maybe I need to look at my life and start saying no to certain things and start being selfish in a positive way. That doesn't mean we can't be kind, loving people, but being selfish is actually, I think it's underrated being selfish. And that's that's what I'm saying. But actually, being selfish is about thinking about what we need first and then it's that oxygen mask first, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're in a better place to actually help other people and make a difference.
1: I mean, one of my favorite quotes is learn to say no without explaining yourself. And it's probably very mm-hmm. overused now, but it's so true. It's so yeah. true. Um, yeah, because you can't, it's that whole like the, the half uh, half empty cup analogy. You mm-hmm. can't help anybody if your glass is half empty, right? It has to be half full or more. So yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup. So yeah, absolutely. Totally agree definitely
0: and let's just before we finish I'd love to just briefly touch on we have talked about it a little bit but caffeine, sugar and alcohol I feel Ugh. like they can be trigger points for many people and you'll be very familiar with this as a nutritionist you know soon as we start to actually talk about the things that for, for many of us can, can give us joy or be quite a significant part of our life but I know for me you know going back all those years 20 years ago I completely gave up alcohol because I knew for me that intuitive felt like it was the most toxic thing for my body and I've never drunk again since I mean that's wow. just a personal choice yeah that's just been a personal choice for me um I also don't drink any coffee or tea but I do like wow. dark chocolate and I do like to like a hotel chocolate 85% <laughs> in my lovely failvertiser um hot chocolate so I do you know I do obviously sort of have treats and sugar I wish that I could say I was completely yeah. sugar free unfortunately I'm not um I go through periods of time where I know look okay, I have to really cut down my sugar and there's other times where I sort of go okay I can be a little bit more lenient on this and you know just enjoy a few days and have desserts because I'm away on holiday or whatever it might be so that's what the balance that I found that really suits me um is it what I always want to do no is it what I know I need to do to Mm -hmm. be the best version of me yes Mm -hmm. Maybe you could talk about like what your balance is and also what you recommend to people who are at the stage of either overwhelm or burnout.
1: Wow, I love that you've unpacked so much stuff I mean I'm like you i I've cut back significantly on alcohol. I mean, I wasn't a big drinker. I can't drink much because I have a glass of champagne and I'm drunk. <laughs> but I, I, I notice like it's uh, black and white. My anxiety goes when I don't drink. It's, it's pretty severe when I do have alcohol, and in, and not even that much. You know, alcohol is inflammatory. There's it, it robs vitamins and minerals from the body. Uh, it reduces serotonin the next day, so you feel low. So it, yeah, it's, it's about being sensible and that's certainly what I've done. And uh, I just, I've got to a point now where I'm just, I just don't want to drink it anymore. I just, I, because I've got so much on my plate. I'd much rather have my productive edge, my competitive edge. And I find that alcohol just sort of slows me down, makes me sluggish, triggers the anxiety. So I'm very, I'm much better now at saying no and just being like that. It doesn't work for me. So that's alcohol. Sugar, sugar's very difficult. There was a, they did a study a long time ago with uh, rats and they the rats had the, in the cages so they had two options to have constant supply of cocaine or mm-hmm. constant supply of sugar there was like a tap and they could just run up and get whatever they wanted they were more addicted to the sugar yeah. than the cocaine it's it's addictive and it's mm-hmm. extremely difficult to give up and it's everywhere um but you know if you can cut it back and and again it's the 80 20 rule you know 80% of the time feed your body i always say that every meal is an opportunity to feed or fail the body so, but you know, as long as most of the time you're feeding your body, then yeah, have a piece of chocolate cake or dark chocolate, much yeah. better than obviously milk chocolate. Uh, but it's obviously um, sugar is very inflammatory in the body, um, and it, you know it affects it affects so many things. And there's actually a lot of studies now coming about uh, coming out about how cutting back on sugar is super effective for mental mental illnesses. Mm. So things like um, they're actually reversing mental conditions like. Um, schizophrenia bipolar uh just by people by putting people on an, actually a ketogenic diet which is obviously very high fat very high protein no mm-hmm. sugar at all and your body's burning ketones and using that sorry it's burning, burning fat and producing ketones for energy rather than glucose mm-hmm. so i just think that's really really profound and I, I talk a lot about that in my mental well-being classes but yeah if you can cut back on sugar or just have it you know not every day but just see it as a treat i know it's hard but and swapping the you know the, the the refined sugary foods for the more natural sug- if you are having a craving have some fruit you know mm-hmm. fresh fruit and just one to two portions a day uh and not go for the sweets and then yeah so uh what was the other one caffeine yeah
0: coffee. <laughs> <God.
1: alertness. laughs> and, yeah I mean I'm okay with one to two cups of coffee a day it, it's a brilliant mm-hmm. stimulant it does create alertness but if you're overwhelmed, you're feeling burnt out, you've got no energy, you're dragging yourself through the day, it's probably best to avoid caffeine. Mm. Because temporarily it whips the adrenal glands. It's like giving them that fix, that like energy, but it's superficial energy. Over the long run, it does actually exhaust the adrenal glands. And we know that uh, too much caffeine can actually trigger high, the release of cortisol into the bloodstream and it can trigger anxiety and panic attacks. Mm. so it's you know it's about being smart being sensible and you know you've had too much caffeine when you get the shakes that's your liver telling you that you don't have enough enzymes to break down the caffeine in coffee so you know go for the caffeine free alternatives a little bit of green tea is fine it's it's got much more and many more antioxidants in it than green tea Uh, sorry than the normal green tea's got like three times the amount of antioxidants than normal tea so yeah it's about swapping when you take something out of that it's about replacing it with something else so yeah Mm -hmm. i hope i've covered those three. You three.
0: have, you've cuffed it so well. And actual final, final question I really want to ask you is you always look so fabulous in your outfits. And I know that you're obviously Hi. a big, you're obviously a big fan of fashion. I'd love to know how, you know, wearing amazing clothes or dressing up, how that positively affects your mental well-being Because I'm sure there's a connection for you of the two. Oh my
1: God. dresses are a dopamine. That's <laughs> yes. what I always say. I, I am obsessed from, the, from, from when I was a kid, my, my twin sister and I, we used to have dolls and play Barbies. And we wouldn't just play with them. We would make clothes. We would get fabric, cut cut things up, you know, make dresses, make and sew them up. And that's all we would do day in, day out. Mm. So yeah, it, it's been there. And it it makes, it it's a sort of new found energy that I have. I have to get up and dress up because it, it does release dopamine for me. I'm pretty sure it mm. kind of, you know, it, if I'm wearing... Uh, an um, incredible dress I feel incredibly confident and empowered I feel like superwoman uh and it's kind of like dress up show up isn't it It its and yeah it has a massive effect on my a positive effect on my on my outlook for the day my mental well-being and, it, yeah, it makes me truly happy, but I'm I'm obsessed.
0: <laughs> I love that. And you must have really missed that when you were going through your burnout as well, because obviously yeah. I imagine for years and years you weren't getting dressed up at all.
1: No, and COVID as well. That, yeah. that you know, I don't think I wore a pair of heels. I don't think anybody did <laughs> for years. But anyway, so, yeah, happy that it's um, we're, we're back to normal now. So, yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Thank Rosie. You. And if people would like to learn more about what you do and get your book, can you just share all that with us? Please? Yeah. So, I'm mostly on the gram. It's just Miss Nutritionist is there.
1: You guys can head over there. It'd be nice to connect. Um, I'm always giving away free advice, free, you know, there's, but if you want to know more about Go Mental, then that's going to be announced a bit more sort of, um, what's the word? Uh, what's the word? Officially <laughs> in about two
0: weeks' time. So, yeah. Wonderful. And your book, bur- Burnout is Bit. So on- yeah. yeah, sorry.
1: That's available on Amazon as well. The links in my bio and Instagram. So, yeah, you can either Google that or just head over to Instagram and, and say hello.
0: Thank you, Rosie. It's a pleasure to chat to you as always. Really appreciate all your amazing advice. You're so welcome. Have a fabulous day. And you. Thank you so much for listening to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review it. Let me know when you listen to episodes. Tag me in on Instagram at Face Yoga Expert. And don't forget to check out my website, FaceYogaExpert.com, which has all the information about my teacher training, my two books, Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal, my skincare range, Fusion by Danielle. Collins and all the other courses and offerings that I have. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.